you what it is ladies and gentle niggas it's your boy nico lamar and this is another episode of the deba negro <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy to be back with you guys man um it's been a while but just so you know it's uh this is a special occasion so today this episode i'm calling this episode new mike new mike because i finally got a new mic man Hopefully everybody can hear me better because, I mean, who wouldn't want to hear my voice a little bit more crispy? You know, uh, I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, I'm trying to get this I'm trying to get this podcast shit down, man. So I'm investing in myself, believing in myself, getting new equipment slowly. But surely we're going to get this shit perfected. So thank you for joining. And let's get into this. So, yesterday, man, I I saw an article that kind of, that kind of pissed me off. But then I thought about it, and then I was like, why am I really mad? The article is, the article that I'm speaking on is about Dak Prescott, quarterback of the America's team. Just so you know, there was heavy use of air quotes around America's team. But Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys came out and spoke in, you know, in support of Jerry Jones deciding to go against the already bullshit rule that the NFL has put in place in regards to the national anthem protests. So if you're anything like me, at this point, I think the the national anthem protests, they have lost their, they lost their merit. The original point behind the, the protest has been lost. So at this point, I feel like it's beating a dead horse. But at the same time, Ah, when I first read it, man, my first reaction was to be pissed off at at Mr. Prescott. But then I thought about it. And I said, Nico. And I Nico said, huh? I said, how can you really be mad at a nigga named Dak? Dak being short for Dakota. How many woke niggas named Dakota have you ever met? How many how many motherfuckers been on the front line for civil? Social rights for black people in America have been named Dak, Dakota. I mean, this just goes to show, like, we as black people, we got to let go of this one drop rule, man. We have to stop being so, so inclusive and welcoming just because somebody in your lineage has been black because obviously everybody doesn't have our best interests at heart. So just because you black man, we can't we we got to stop accepting everybody. We got to stop being so welcoming. Because this this 
I mean, I, I kind of get I kind of get why Dak Prescott did what he did because the NFL is the closest thing to a million dollar plantation that you will ever see. These motherfuckers, they don't have control over their destiny in the NFL. They don't have that leeway as someone in the NBA would have. I mean, it just goes to show that a guy like Jerry Jones can go out and say, even if you even if you live by the guidelines put in place by the NFL, you still ain't playing on my team, boy. And at this point, if you're black and a Dallas Cowboys fan, <laughs> you're part of the problem, man. I mean, it gets to the point where either you stand for something or you fall for anything. I mean, I, I haven't watched the NFL in two years, man, because I I I don't agree, even before the Colin Kaepernick thing. I just don't agree with owners being able to take none of the risk and split the whole pie by themselves. You know, I don't like the way they use up young black men and don't want to pay them. I.e. Odell Beckham Jr. Le'Veon Bell, these guys are the offense, yet you don't want to pay them what they're worth? That's not fair to me. I can't get beside that, especially when it's like these dudes, they can't even get the owner to meet with them at the table. I mean, football in general, NFL, NCAA, I feel like this shit, even that, 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 Combine shit is like putting niggas on cell for cell blocks in Mississippi back in 1855. I mean, there's really no difference. But back to the back to what I what I was originally talking about with Dak Prescott and him towing the company line for the Dallas Cowboys in regards to the national anthem thing. I mean, I know many people will make posts and be upset about it. But like I said, how can you really be upset with a guy named Dak for not having black people's interests at heart? He got to make his money, I guess. This is just another instance of Jerry Jones getting away with doing whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it. And I mean, can you really can you really expect players to give up they give up their prime? Is that, is that even fair to ask? Is it fair to ask that a, for a player to take the whole brunt of what's going on? Like I said, man, to me, I feel like either you stand for something or you fall for anything. But I, I, I try to I try to find some type, some sense of, you know, silver lining in the situation. But I don't think there is none. Cause even if he felt the need to, okay, I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live by what the Cowboys say because I don't want to mess up my position. For you to come out and give that bullshit excuse, man, like I don't think that was necessary. So for me, I'll just remember this when you know Dak numbers start to slip, his overall worst slides, and. The Cowboys use it as a as a excuse to get rid of him exactly the way they got rid of Tony Romo. In the future, Mr. Prescott, 
if you ain't gonna make any contributions to the struggle, if you're not gonna risk anything or invest anything, then you don't have the, the right nor the voice to condemn those that do. So in the future, if ever you feel the need to step out and WB frog it for Jerry Jones and be the, this is me using air quotes again, people. If you feel the need to be the token of reason, Mr. Prescott, in the future, just don't, man. Just don't. So, I'm going through the news today, trying to come up with topics to talk about (laughs) on the podcast today, and I come across this article about a superintendent in New Jersey who they're referring to as Super Pooper. So, allegedly, Thomas Luce Bowles Tramaglini has been arrested after police in New Jersey have set up a sting to catch a serial defecator. So the story goes that Mr. Loose Bowles has been shitting on his rival school's uh, track at their football field. I mean, um, the story goes that he goes on runs every morning. And during his run, he just has the overwhelming sensation to defecate at the at the track of his rival rival school. And so after a while, uh, police in Homedale, New Jersey, set up surveillance cameras at the track. And I guess the, the, the video caught Mr. Tramaglini on one of his pooping capades. And him not being able to accept that he's been caught with his pants down. I mean, literally. Mr. Tramaglini has set a countersuit against the police department and the, I guess, the city of New Jersey for wrongful termination because he's saying that the eye in the sky is lying on him making shit pies at the the track of his rival school. He's saying that the police wrongfully released his mugshot because he's saying that him shitting in public at a at a at a school did not warrant his mug sh- him being uh photographed and booked. I mean, I'm not going to say that this is Mr. Trey McGlinney speaking from a place of privilege. I'm no, I'm not going to say that because anybody else gets caught at a school with their pants down, let alone taking a shit. Most people get called sex offenders. They have to register, but no, 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 no. Mr. Trey McGlinney has been wronged by the city of new, by the city of Homendale, New Jersey, because him taking his shit Publicly at the the track of his rival school 
There's nothing wrong with that in his eyes. I mean, this is really kind of stupid. It's just funny to me because shit jokes are funny to me and they're referring to this guy as a, a super pooper. So I had to take it a step forward, uh, further and call him loose bowels because he's saying that while, I mean, I, I guess that is, I, I have heard that runners are saying that when you're running, it's easy to your bowels rub and you might have to shit more than normal, but shout out to you, Mr. Tramaglini. Shout out to you, fella. So, my man hit me up today, man. He was in a tizzy. He sent me this. Uh, he sent me this article about a California teen that got away with murder on Monday. Well, not got away with murder because he didn't pull the trigger, but a rich white kid walked away scot free on Monday after he was acquitted of a uh, a gang murder of. A innocent black man last year. So a guilt, a, ju- a jury of his peers, i.e. 12 white people, found Cameron Terrell not guilty of first degree murder. The crazy part is the dude admitted to driving the getaway car. Of the dudes that pulled the trigger and killed Justin Holmes back in October of 2017. So, prosecutors presented their case. They said that Terrell was a member of a black gang. And he went by the very creative nickname of White Boy. Let's just speak for a second about to be called White Boy when you white. The only thing that is better than that is when Will Ferrell went by the name of Mayo and Get Hard. And fuck all y'all that complained about Get Hard. That shit was funny to me. Like, I, I thought it was funny. But Terrell's sleazy black lawyer <laughs> said that Cameron didn't possess any weapons. He did not shoot anybody. He was not part of any conspiracy or any plan or plot. At best, the evidence suggests that Cameron was a witness. Oh, yeah. Just so y'all know, visually, I'm throwing up the chalk like LeBron James in Cleveland circa 2006 right now. Because poor Cameron was just a witness. If you heard this dude talk at his press conference, you know damn well he knew what he was doing. Like, if you would have closed your eyes while he was talking... You would have got the same mind fuck that I received the first time I opened my eyes while watching Paul Paul Wall talk on television. The kid sounds niggerish. He hangs with niggas. He thinks he's a nigga. Until it was time to do nigga time. And then he wasn't about that life, you know? So, Cameron Terrell, he faced... Well, I think that was uh, attempted murder charges. Well, he faced two additional counts of attempted murder. But the jury found that he was um, not guilty. I mean, I guess 
I would anybody can be found not guilty when you faced a five million dollar bond with your parents paid in cash. Like they walked in and they they paid his they paid his five million slash five hundred thousand bond in cash. That right there should let you know this kid wasn't doing no time, man. Um The defense attorney argued that the team never uh would have drove his daddy's car had he known God damn I'm blowing up. Excuse me. He never would have drove his daddy's car if he knew that a crime or a murder was gonna happen. Jeez. Sorry, forgive me. He he said he thought that um a fight was gonna happen. And they don't feel that he should have been punished for having an open mind and befriending folks from different backgrounds. All this does is reiterate my point of we as black people, we got to stop letting people, we got to stop being so welcoming. We got to stop being so open-minded. All this is a case of a white kid appropriating a culture that he knew nothing about and that he didn't want no parts of. I mean, these people, they come into they come into our communities, they come into our social circles, and they use us as case studies. And once it's time, once they've had the feel, they separate themselves from us, and then they go and take their rightful place at daddy's company. Or they go to school, and they they leverage their privilege their privilege to be in better spaces. Now I want to I want to be perfectly clear. I feel no no empathy for these young black men that pull the trigger on this young man and cut down his dreams and his future. At the same time, I stand by what I said about people like Cameron Terrell. Now all of a sudden he has a newfound respect for the law. He's going, he's moving to Houston to practice law. While the two knuckleheads that he drove to the crime ride in prison. I One day we're going to learn, man. One day we're going to learn that these people aren't our friends, man. These people don't wish you any, wish you any goodwill. They use you, man. People like Cameron Home, Cameron Terrell, they're, they're users, man. And then the dude had the audacity to say, rest in peace to Justin Holmes. He never should have died that day. Well, Cameron, maybe you should have never drove the kids to pull the trigger on this man. He doesn't have to explain himself to anyone because God knows what happens. He knows that what was in his head that day. The cojones of this young man to say that on national television. When we went, come on, man, you knew. You knew. I just, I just wish I, my people would smarten up, man. Smarten up, people. So. Yesterday, I got the tragic news that one of my sister's really good friends was tragically gunned down 
by her ex-husband on Friday. Um, it's really sad because everyone back home, I'm from a small town in Alabama, and everybody that I know that knew her had nothing but uh, exemplary things to say about her. Um, it, it's always, it's always, man, it's crazy when you hear stories like this, when mental health and abuse rears his ugly head so close to home. Um, the, the dude, um, killed her, a manhunt ensued and Dude, God, the guy ended up killing himself, man. And now you just have children without a mother, man. And a community and a, a village in a state of mourning, man. And it just, it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense, man. It just doesn't, it never feels right. And it just goes it's just another instance of um, mental health in the black community, man, just needs to be a priority. The brother, um, from what I read, he was a veteran and he suffered from PTSD. So we know this. And this shit still happens. And it's like, damn, man. What can we do to stop this from happening? Because this, this is not the first instance of domestic murder-suicide that I've, that I've um, experienced or that's been close to me. I, I had someone that I, I served with in Korea. She was killed by her, by her spouse and Sadly, man, I, I think I think the the report said that she was killed at home, and the baby was in the house, and the baby was just left there by itself with the mother dead, and the guy goes and kills himself, and it's just like, fuck, man, like the senseless gun violence, man, the senseless loss of life. Like, as a country, man, like, what could we do? I mean, should a person that suffers from PTSD, should they even be able to have a gun? Should they have to go through, like, a 12-step program to, to healing and resolution of their issues before they can have their Second Amendment right? Because, I mean, it's... I don't want to legally impose on anybody's rights, but at the same time, don't the people that they affect, don't they have a right to live? How, how can we, when can we talk about that? I mean, don't her kids have a right to have their mother? It's like, this, this is crazy. It doesn't make sense, man. And, I think I saw this guy posting on, on Facebook, if I'm not mistaken. After this happened, and it's like, 
fuck, man. As a people. Not as a black, not as black or white. I'm just saying as a human race, man. It's like, you kill somebody and you crying out for help on Facebook. So, it's like, it's almost like some secondhand smoke type shit, man. You, you bringing your issues and making it everybody's issue. You kill this woman. People know what happened and you're bringing them in because people care about you and love you. And you bringing them in on Facebook. Discussions is happening and you kill yourself. And so you, you, you take this mother away from her children and then you take yourself away from your family off of. Man. I know PTSD is real, man. I got. I got many of friends that suffer with it, that live with it. They live with PTSD. I got friends that live with depression, but shit, man. I just I just don't know, man. Abuse and domestic it's crazy. That's one thing that I think as in the legal system that I hate to read that when a, a veteran or a service member they do something crazy they try to to throw the he served his country shit I mean like that doesn't expunge your sins man I mean there are, min- there are millions of people well thousands of people that suffer with PTSD man that they don't kill their they don't kill their loved ones you know, they're violent outbursts, man. Like, is is PTSD an excuse for vi- for violence against other people? Does your mental wiring acquit you from the damage that you do? And I'm not talking about in this case because all the people that suffered physically from this, they're gone. And they're under a different set of judgment. And I don't speak ill of the dead. I won't do that. But this shit just doesn't make sense, man. It's pointless. It's really sad. And um, I just felt compelled to, to, to try to talk about it. I mean, shit is kind of therapy for me right now. I just want... Everybody or anybody that's suffering from mental health, man, to get help. It's okay to speak up. It's okay to speak out. There's nothing wrong with counseling. There's nothing wrong with admitting that the load of life gets too heavy and you can't carry it by yourself. I mean, we got to look at it from a point of we take our car in for maintenance every three to 10,000 miles because we need to to check some shit. We need to replace some wiring. We need to top up some oil or replace some oil. The human body is no different, man. Doesn't make sense to live 50 years, 40 years, 30 years, and never get yourself checked out, man. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Love yourself. 
Love the people around you. Check on your strong friends, guys. Because we never want shit like this to happen. 100. All right, all right, all right, all right. So with all that being said, I want to leave the podcast this week on a on a better note. Um, yeah, so I had the chance of going to watch uh, Tom Cruise's latest foray into uh, foray foray. Is that a word? I don't think that's a word. But anyway, I got a chance to watch Tom Cruise at give another go around to his uh, attempts at being a. An action star in Mission Impossible Fallout, which would be Mission Impossible 5? I think it's 5. Gotta be 5. Anyway, the movie was the movie was alright, man. I caught myself every time a big action sequence comes up. I'm sitting there thinking like, yo, Tom Cruise is really doing that. Tom Cruise is doing crazy stunts and learning how to fly helicopters and he likes 60. I mean, he is 5'6", but he's 60. And he's doing these crazy, death-defying stunts. And it, I mean, it it looked good, man. I mean, the only, the only. Oh, yeah, shout out, shout out Angela Bassett in the movie, too, man. Like, yo, Angela Bassett, man, that is a beautiful woman, man. Shout out Angela Bassett. She killing it in 2018. First, she was T'Challa's mama. Now, she's the head of the CIA, looking scrum deliumptious. Telling you, Angela, if you need some of that young meat, if Portney B ain't putting it down, girl, I'll give you that ball, Winnie. But anyway, the only setback that I got from Mission Impossible Fallout is Henry Cavill or Cavill or however you want to say his name, man. The dude is trash. Like, he's the worst Superman. Fucking Dean Cain and Lois and Clark is a better Superman than him. And then I'm watching the movie and it's like, you got this trash ass mustache in Mission Impossible that your character really didn't need this stupid ass mustache. And then this mustache goes and it kills Justice League because you got the fake computer lip the whole movie. So it just made me hate Henry uh, Cavill or Cavill. I don't even want to get his name right. That made me hate him even more. Because you, you're just fucking up the movie. And I wish DC would recast your part because you suck at Superman. I don't even really like Superman as a character, but he's a part of the holy trinity of, of superheroes. So he's a must in the DC extended uh, cinematic universe. And we're just stuck with this guy. And he's killing the movie for something that he didn't even need. I'm just sitting there, man. And I'm just fuming in the movie theater. I I couldn't even eat my popcorn anymore. Because I'm looking at this dude. And I'm just like, you son of a bitch. You selfish son of a bitch. Justice League sucked with or without it. But it's like... You son of a bitch. I could I could see if this was some shit where you needed this and you were going for the art and you were playing in some movie that 
was gonna fucking get you a Best Supporting Actor nomination. But you're in fucking Mission Impossible, Henry. Mission and fucking possible. And you got all that chest hair on your chest, so I know you can grow a fucking mustache. So, I just want to take this time to say, fuck you, Henry Cavill. Fuck you. For ruining my childhood and for ruining DC. Because you suck. And I hope somebody that I know knows somebody that you know. And they can tell you how I feel about you. You're trash. Jesus.